Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's welcome aboard right now uh, Andy Holloway, co-host, co-founder of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast, joins us now as we get you set uh, for uh, your fantasy football drafts. Hey, Andy, Mark Malusis and Andrew Bogus with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing well, Andy. How about yourself? All right? Doing good, doing good. Getting ready for this uh, NFL thing that's about to happen. Yeah, I know, <laughs> with preseason games tonight. Um, you know, Andy, let, let's start, you know, when, when you look at it. I, I guess, you know, what are your top storylines in reference to fantasy football, um, impactful storylines that you're keeping yeah. an eye on? Well, I mean, I think the big one at the, the top of the list for fantasy owners is the Melvin Gordon Ezekiel Elliott situation, it's just a headache for people figuring out where to draft these guys. Whether they're, you know, going to be with the team, whether they're going to take some time off, you know, Gordon, it looks like it could last into the season. I'm worried more about him than Zeke. But in either case, fantasy owners are kind of hesitant to pull the trigger, you know, when you don't know for sure your number one pick is going to be on the field. And then what do you do with the guys around those two running backs, Prescott, Rivers, receivers on either side. How do those absences affect what you would do with the other skill position players on those two teams? Yeah, it's it's a question mark. I mean, I think for, for Dallas, it hurts the offense as a whole, obviously, without Ezekiel Elliott there. So, you know, you're, you're hoping to see Kellen Moore take over and this offense move the ball. And if you, you lose this, uh, you know, chain mover in Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think it helps anybody around him. Um, you know, Zeke was really involved in the passing game too, which helped Dak. On the other, on the other side, you know, the only thing that might improve for Los Angeles would be Keenan Allen because we saw Keenan Allen in games that Gordon missed um, put up more prolific numbers. So, you know, if if we thought Gordon was certain to miss half the year, then maybe somebody moves Keenan Allen up just a little bit in their rankings. But it, it doesn't help either offense to lose a, a productive, you know. Uh, bell cow back well how would you i mean andy if if we're two weeks from now and their situations have not changed and you've got a fantasy draft how do you handle both players yeah um right now the way that i'm approaching zeke is i i'm still keeping him in the top tier of running backs but he's at the bottom of that that four pack which would be saquon barkley alvin Kamara, christian mccaffrey and ezekiel elliott so i'm i'm not taking him at the top of that list i I had him at two before the kind of question marks, but I still think he'll be, you know, I'm still confident he'll be there. Um, That's the sentiment we get, but there's just so many caveats with the contracts and with accruing years and the fines. I mean, I've read probably 15 articles where people just can't quite dig through the uh, legalese and figure out exactly what he has to do. With Gordon, with Gordon, I'm approaching it more like, uh, I don't know, Vincent Jackson a handful of years ago with the Chargers where, you know, he can play this off into four, five, six games into the season, maybe more. And uh, it seems like this team is not willing to bend right now. So I, I'm moving Melvin Gordon significantly down my board and not expecting to have him to start the year. Andy, switching off these two running backs to an, another one, what did you make of Ron Rivera's uh, assessment of how they're going to use Christian McCaffrey this year. I guess get him the ball more, but have him on the field for less snaps. What I, I don't know what it means necessarily, but, <laughs> but particularly for fantasy, does it change anything about where you'd take McCaffrey? 
Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. We just have such ev- so much evidence of Norv Turner and the way he uses his running backs. And, like, you know, Christian McCaffrey, yes, the numbers uh, usage-wise were kind of insane. The dude barely missed a snap last year. But when push comes to shove, you're trying to win football games. And he's proved himself to be durable. He's proved himself to be productive. I can't imagine they take him off the field very often. It's one thing to have the intention to do that. It's another thing to be in a tight ball game and uh, take the you know one of your best players off the field. So I don't. Uh, I'm not adjusting him. He's still in that first four players. Um, when when you look at it, Andy, the wide receiver position. You know, give us. You know, is there a guy that that you think this year could surprise, and, and or or is there a guy that you think could disappoint? Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think Curtis Samuel is a very interesting name, wide receiver out of Ron Rivera's uh, Carolina Panthers. I'll bring him to mind because I don't know how many people are really paying attention to him. But Cam Newton, uh, he's through the surgery. If he, you know, and he he's been through this surgery before. He came back and had a, a great fantasy year. And if you look at Curtis Samuel, he's just an explosive wide receiver. Year three five touchdowns last year and kind of flies under the radar. A lot of people pay attention to DJ Moore there, but I think both of those guys are values in fantasy drafts. But one of the things you got to look at as a, as a fantasy football player is the value you get on somebody. And obviously, you know, somebody like Curtis Samuel is going in the late, late rounds, double digit rounds, and you can snatch him up and maybe, maybe get a really productive whiteout. Andy, I think this is obviously a question every single summer. How do we handle quarterbacks overall? What's your strategy for the first round that it makes sense to take a QB? And then is Mahomes the the clear cut number one guy you have to take when it's time to take a QB? Yeah, not not really. I mean, uh, we we talk about this a lot on the fantasy footballers. We are we we prescribe to late round quarterback theory, which is just there are so many productive quarterbacks and fantasy owners. Owners only need to start one of them each and every week. You got to start two running backs. You got to start two wide receivers. I think over the last three years, on average, there's been about 40 quarterbacks a season that put up a a top 12 fantasy finish on any given week. So you can go to the later rounds and pick up a player like Cam Newton's being drafted in the eighth or ninth round of fantasy drafts. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Carson Wentz, who's my favorite wide receiver, or I'm sorry, my favorite quarterback heading into the new year, is being drafted in the eighth round of fantasy drafts. If you take Pat Mahomes at the top of your draft, he has to throw 50 touchdowns again. And that's only happened three times in history. So you are mitigating risk, giving yourself an opportunity to take positions that you have to play more of on a weekly basis if you wait to a late round quarterback and and that's kind of what we tell people to do because you're just going to have a stronger team overall all right so late round quarterback andy but for those that want to be successful right we're talking to andy holloway uh co-host co-founder of the fantasy footballers uh podcast uh you know for those guys and gals maybe you're just getting into fantasy football or maybe you've had a bad run and you haven't had a lot of success give me some steadfast like some rules when you go into a draft and obviously your pre-draft rankings play importance and who you like, who's going to have an uptick, a downtick, what have you, rookies. I, I, we get all that. But our positional rules, are there steadfast rules, Andy, that when you go into a draft uh, that you like to stick to? Not – I mean, the answer is kind of yes and no. I mean, I think one of the problems that, that people run into sometimes is they go into drafts and they say, I'm going to take 
a running back, a wide receiver, a running back, a quarterback, and they, they kind of prescribe for themselves this exact plan and they're not fluid and they're not ready to adjust when the, the owners around them make changes. The big thing that I would say is you're looking to find value in your draft. You're looking to, you know, don't, you know, if you're a brand new player, don't reach on guys from your hometown team. We see that all the time in like brand new leagues. Um, you know, don't draft a guy way ahead of where, you know, look up an average draft position list, which you can find all over the place and make sure you're not taking a guy two or three rounds too early. Um, and, and just realize another thing that people don't realize is just you need depth on your team. Players get hurt so, so much. So that's one of the reasons I like drafting quarterbacks late is simply the fact that if you stack up and pile up wide receivers and running backs, you know, you don't win your league at the draft. You set the table for your league and you have to make adjustments week to week. And so pay attention to the waiver wire, pay attention to what's happening. Um, you know, this is the reason we do a, a daily podcast. It's the reason people talk about fantasy all the time is things change each and every week. So if you, if you pay a little bit of attention, you don't have to go overboard. You don't have to commit your life to it, but just pay a little bit more attention to it. Stay on Twitter, things like that. And, uh, you know, you're going to be setting yourself up to, to beat the other players in your league. All right. Well, you, you mentioned you want to wait till late for, for a quarterback. Is there a specific round, Andy, that you like to when, when quarterbacks start to come into your focus? Yeah, I, I think probably from the eighth round and on. I okay. Mean, you wait that late. Yeah, I do. I mean, Carson Wentz goes in the eighth round right now. Drew Brees, Tyler Murray, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson going in the ninth round right now. So I, I try to hang on and, you know, the nice thing is, is if other people are spending the early picks on quarterbacks, I get more wide receivers and running backs, and they don't need one later. So, you know, I tend to wait. Andy, I often get myself in trouble by being too smart and overthinking things and taking too many gambles. <laughs> do, do you, is there any kind of formula? you Like if, if I'm picking somebody, you mentioned Curtis Samuel already, right? Now I might sure. – I would probably be more prone to taking him a little earlier than I should because I I think I'm being cute. I'm going to benefit from this huge breakout year, and I pass over a guy who might not have the same ceiling, but is more guaranteed to give me you know consistent production. Should I only have like one or two quote unquote sleepers? Is there any kind of theory on on that front? Yeah, no. I mean, really, that comes down to your play style. You know, it's like how aggressive do you want to be and how much. Uh do you want to be biting your nails on a weekly basis? If you spend early draft picks on players that are more injury prone, right? Like I loved Alvin cook this year, but I recognize the fact that he's not been able to stay healthy and play through a full season. So I probably don't want to stack Dalvin cook with a couple of guys that are more risky or that are, you know, more in that breakout category, but it's all about team assembly. You know, do you want a team that, uh, that has a really, really high ceiling, but also has a really low floor uh, everybody likes to play a little bit differently. I like to balance those things, like you said, and um, realize the fact that the last couple picks in your draft, here's a, here's a little tip for people out there. The last couple picks in your draft are probably the players that you're going to want to drop on the waiver wire in week one or two. So make sure you pick guys that you're going to be able to see if they're good in weeks one or two. Don't draft a guy that you're not going to see on the field until weeks five or six because you're probably just going to drop them before then. What are you looking at when you're watching preseason football, Andy? Yeah, I wish I could watch more, but um, you only get to see these guys on the field for a little while. One thing I'll say is, you know, just pay attention to the some of these tight ends. Um, it seems like year after year you see a, some tight ends break out with playing time in the preseason. I can remember people didn't know Julius Thomas's name until the preseason. All of a sudden, wow, 
Peyton Manning's throwing him the ball. Oh, there he throws him the ball again. You know, I want to see what guys like Mark Andrews look like in the first-team offense. Um, David Njoku. It, I, it seems like those are players that I've been able to see over the past few years, and then I'm also watching for rookie running backs and those running back depth charts. Does Josh Jacobs look great on the field? Miles Sanders, David Montgomery out of Chicago. What do the rookies look like? Are they establishing themselves? Can they you know, block a pass rush? That type of thing. Uh, we're talking to Andy Holloway, uh, co-host and co-founder of the Fantasy Footballers podcast. All right, Andy, uh, Andrew asked you about sleepers, right? So give us, a, give us a name or two. I know we have yet to get into the, the full flight of preseason football. you got 11 games tonight. But there are a couple of rookies that you think at the end of this season could be fantasy studs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I am a huge Miles Sanders believer, and there are – because of the value that he represents in drafts right now, people um, they're really hesitant because of how many running backs are on the depth chart in Philadelphia. They brought in Jordan Howard and they re-signed Darren Sproles. But I think, uh, and Doug Peterson traditionally uses a multi running back kind of system, but when it comes down to it, Peterson's never had anybody quite like Miles Sanders. He's a dual threat, um, an athletic freak. He followed Saquon at Penn state, and I think he's just being really undervalued right now. I think he's one of the guys, him along with uh, David Montgomery in Chicago, that I think both will have huge impacts when it comes to um, winning fantasy uh, leagues this year. Because if you take quarterbacks early and you can snag a couple rookies later, I'm really, really excited about them. Um, so those would be a couple names that I'd bring forward. Devin Singletary in Buffalo could take over halfway through the year. Um, that would be another name. I'm not as excited about the rookie wide receivers right now um, because I don't know if their pathway to, to passing volume is there. You know, Metcalf in Seattle, they don't pass a lot. Marquise Brown in Baltimore, they don't pass a lot. So I'm kind of holding back. Uh, we'll see what happens in the preseason with those guys. Andy, I've been playing fantasy football for a really, really long time, and somehow I have never been in an auction draft until <laughs> this September. Uh, can you give me a 90-second crash course and how I don't mess this up? <laughs> uh, well, prepare yourself for the long haul, first of all. It'll be a long draft for you. Um, you're not the commissioner of it, are you? I am not. Thank goodness. Okay. Then thank goodness for that because that can get a little hairy. But I would say uh, one thing people don't remember, or maybe they get really excited in an auction draft, is they always, um, you know, you, you generally rotate which players you want to put up for auction. I would not put up the players you want. I would say that if you're in an auction draft, let other people kind of put forth the guys that you're in love with. Don't put them out there right away. People can get a little spindy early on, and if you're just proposing all the players that you want, you could drive the price up on them. So, um, And then I would just, again, I'd apply the late-round quarterback theory and buy some quarterbacks on the cheap so you can spend up for players that you, uh, you're excited about, um, get a couple anchors for your team. They can be really fun. I mean, it's the one draft where – uh, you get the player you want if you're willing to spend. You know, you're not in a position where you're hoping that players fall to you or it's dependent on your draft order. So um, I'm sure you'll have a good time just block out about, you know, a whole afternoon. Yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm not going to have fun. Well, it's, well, it's, it's not going to go have, well for me. You know, have a couple have a couple of drinks, some good food, and go. the afternoon will fly by. That's exactly right. And uh, then just, you know, spend money. That's it. Uh, Andy, um, I asked you about surprises. What about disappointments? Are there are there situations besides Dallas and L.A. and their, and their running back scenario? 
But um, are, are yeah. there situations and players that you're staying away from? Is there a name or two in terms of, you know, guys that have had great careers, great years that now you're kind of leery of that you would you'd stay away from if you could? Sure, sure. I think uh, at the top of that list is, you know, there's a fear, there's a risk associated with Todd Gurley right now because he's dominated fantasy leagues for three years. He's the big name that people just don't know what to do with because on any given week right now, he could have his knee swell up, and when do you get him back? So he's somebody that, you know, we're tempering our expectations for. Another player that it, it pains me to bring up as a potential kind of letdown candidate would be Philip Lindsay. He burst onto the scene in Denver last year. He was incredible, but, you know, you had Royce Freeman, a high draft capital running back that was pretty banged up throughout the year, and I just think, you know, unless you expect the Broncos offense to be in the top half of the league, I'm not sure if Philip Lindsay gets the same level of opportunity that he had last year. And he's a great player, but I think it's going to be kind of a thunder and lightning thing with Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay. And then I'm, I'm kind of just staying away from the Washington offense in all regards. We don't know who's smart be quarter. We don't know who's going to be quarterback on a weekly basis. Um, you know, I, I love what Darius guys did in college, but right now it's, you know, you're coming off an injury. Adrian Peterson had a thousand yards and was re-signed. Chris Thompson's there. It just kind of seems like there's not going to be very much upside in Washington, even if you pick the right guy, um, with the quarterback situation. So, uh, those are some, some players to avoid. Um, I'll be interested to see what Baker can do in year two, because people are paying up for him in drafts and, I like Baker a lot and his weapons, but you know he's you're going to have to draft Baker Mayfield uh, much higher than you will those other quarterbacks. So I'm probably staying away from him too. Andy Holloway, uh, co-founder and co-host of the Fantasy Footballers podcast. Check it out, download it, listen to it. Great information. Does a fantastic job wherever you get your podcast. Hey Andy, we appreciate the time this morning. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday and uh, and good luck when draft time rolls around. All right, bud. Same to you guys. Thanks for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.